Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good... Wednesday out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skitty on Sports right here on – actually, I know – yeah, I do. I think I got everybody. 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Uh, we'll get into some college football. You, you're missing who, – who are we missing? Western Equipment. Oh, I had that one. God damn it. Who's in that? Is it on your de- – uh, Well, Arapaho, Arapaho yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I had printed that one. I'd, I'd sent it to Mr. Weatherly. I know I'd seen that one. I'll pull it up. Yeah, pull up the Western equipment. Dad, <laughs> it's tournament it. week, baby. It is tournament week, and I've got a mess here on the on our little desk trying to get all of these brackets printed out. Preview some possible upcoming matchups. College football, man, portal striking at Oklahoma State again. This time, a bowl captain. That's not a good look. J.P. Richardson. But... You know what you're starting to hear rumblings of out on the social media world? What's that? That Oklahoma State may still get a a quarterback out of the portal, Mm. but it may be the one that went into the portal. That's always possible. Possible. Starting to see some rumblings that maybe Spencer Sanders may end up back at Oklahoma State. I got a theory. Talk about that. I think we might have the same theory, too. I don't know. I don't really have a theory. I got a theory. On Spencer Sanders. I got a theory. Money? No. Oklahoma uh, had some guys show out at the Under Armour game. We can talk about it. I didn't get to watch it because I was obviously in Anadarko last night. But uh, some highlights look like in, in all these like post-week rankings of players, looks like uh, both the quarterback, signee Jackson Arnold, and uh, P.J. Adebaware. Is that is that how we're going to go with it? Till we, till I'm, we... I'm just going to stick with P.J. <laughs> kind of like by the time we Bore. got – we uh, or how I – by the time I was able to say Oboe Okoronkwo, uh, he was gone. <laughs> he was already graduated and gone. You know, uh, the all-timer, RIP to, to senior, Bob Berry Sr., but the all-timer was him trying to say Chichoki on Yanni Getcha. <laughs> I remember that. I remember no, that. didn't go well no. most uh, times, but... <laughs> I don't know if you watched it. I saw some highlights and kind of talk about that a little bit. Uh, NFL, uh, what we've learned since yesterday as far as, um, I guess, maybe protocol, not protocols, logistics of what's happening, we really don't know much. Uh, after DeMar Hamlin, uh, seems like he's kind of in the same situation, stable yet critical. Heard this morning is breathing. Maybe a little bit better breathing. Yeah, better. I saw that. Maybe his uncle had said that or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I heard that on a, on a news update, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a question. I think I think we can probably move on from that game being finished. I don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen, but that game is not finishing. It's just not going to. No. Do you think it's possible that they that they take this week off too? The two teams? No, no. The entire league. And here's why. How long are they going to give these guys to process through what happened? Do you th- do you think there's a possibility the league 
kind of looks at itself and says, are we setting ourselves up for a bunch of dudes getting hurt because they're still thinking about what they saw on Monday? Because, I mean, you hear these guys that played at that level, they always say, as soon as you think about getting hurt, you will because you're not you're not as aggressive you know what I mean mm-hmm. you, just the way that kind of works like if you're if you're questioning anything and not just giving maximum effort that's when injuries happen so I, I wonder if I mean that would have to be announced here pretty quick I, I it feels to me like I mean like if you're one of those Buffalo Bills guys you know Wednesday's kind of the ramp it up for next week practice day what what are they thinking I just I think there's a lot to I think there's a lot to to talk about there, with um, you know not even that not not even like the that that game finishing I mean just the the season and how I, I just don't know we there's a lot to unpack there uh, high school hoops last night a bunch of games were played and we've got some tournaments coming up and some awesome matchups possible in some of these tournaments that the Paragon schools are going to be in. Also, the rankings for the week. Just a couple more of these before Class A and Class B. Well, they haven't even released any. Never mind. They're all the no, same. No, this week the, they, it'll be next. So they don't – they just take – so I guess any of the – Because they need to wait to see some more results, I think. So what – okay. So poor Cato just has to go win the birth of Frank Teague and sit there and not get any more first-place votes? <laughs> I'm sure some ballots are already filled I mean, out really? for next week. That's pretty wild. <laughs> uh, so anyways, there's some uh, – not only with the Paragon schools, but then also – Another intriguing matchup lingering out there is all of a sudden I'm fascinated with Class A girls basketball and what the state tournament might look like. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to kadsam.com. You can download the app. The app's got it all. Brand new. uh, Oh, my gosh. Three radio stations, brand new edition of the Penny News hit the website last night at midnight. That's thepennynews.com. You can check that out there uh, online. Print edition of the Penny News will be out on your newsstands here momentarily. Won't take long for that thing to be there. Uh, Big Elk and Paragon TV, and then also uh, Skinny on Sports Podcast. If you miss the show entirely, go back on kadsam.com and check us out there. Hi, Jared. Good morning. I'm surprised you beat me here this morning, actually. I thought you'd be uh, a little slow today because you had a late night in, in a dark go. Yeah, it was – I guess I found out later, but first off, the JV boys game went into double overtime. And then apparently Anadarko doesn't administer or, or they don't play the same way in JV as everybody else does in the entire conference. So – I forget that every two years because you only got to go down there every two years now. Yeah. And I forget it every time. And then you get down there and you look and go, man, it seems like this is behind. And the answer is because it is. Because it doesn't start at the every same time. time. It's a different length of game. It's just – anyway. So, uh, I just have to – I mean, I need to make a note to try to remember <laughs> that two years from now when we've got to go back down there. But uh, So, uh, in two years, broadcast will be about 6.45, seven, yeah, 7, 7 o'clock. o'clock. Because Seven o'clock. Santa Darko's stubborn and they won't change their ways. That's essentially what I'm getting yeah. out of this. Um, in my own mind, I'll now, nobody's, say it. I'll nobody's say it. saying that but I'll me say it. and you. Uh, but that seems like what's happening. Um, 
I, before we get into the basketball, I got a question because let's see. So right now in the break room, is there food? There's those little chocolates, probably left over from Christmas. You know, and they've got the they've got the gold wrap. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. I've never had one of those until yesterday. Okay. Or maybe you guess Monday. Those always seem like the. It's what's it called, Ferrero and Roche or something yes, like that. Yeah, yeah. And they always seem like this elegant, extravagant chocolates. Right. Real classy. Real classy. Then you open it up and it's like, huh, it's just a ball of chocolate, but it's also got like peanuts and it's got the little crisp, crackle, crunchy crunch, like, uh, like a crunch bar. Yeah, yeah. It's got all that in, and then it's got some little chocolate like fudge almost in the middle, and it got me to thinking. I probably always wanted to have one of those, but I never did. So this may not be the same thing. But is there certain foods, because Wyatt and I were talking about this the other day, are there certain foods that you despised as a kid that you have now grown up to like? Or maybe certain foods that you were scared to try as a kid, then as you got older you are like, all right, I'll try that. And then all of a sudden it was like, man, that's good stuff. Um, Like main dish meals, meatloaf. When I was a kid, but what kid likes meatloaf, right? They like, oh, meatloaf. Ugh. I now, always wanted to eat meatloaf, but they always my uh, my family always put ketchup on top of it, no, which uh, I am not a condiment guy whatsoever. Right. I don't eat any of them. No, I I I think in, in, on that note, if you want to put something on your food, it should be separate. That should be your own choice, right? Don't force ketchup on somebody's food that doesn't want ketchup or anything else right yeah <laughs> what do you got uh a vote for chicken and dumplings I, I i'm on this one too chicken and dumplings are fantastic yeah just fantastic this texture i'm not going to say his name because i don't want to out his mother but he says chicken and dumplings just found out my mom makes it bad <laughs> Wow. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Wow. It's not what's wrong with me. It's what's right with me. <laughs> you people that fire through mayonnaise. I mean, like, have you ever watched, I hate to pick on him because he's not here today and he can't defend himself, but have you ever watched, like, Sean when mayonnaise is around? Like on a burger? Again, not try not to pick on Sean, but when any kind of food's around, I try not to watch him eat. Man, he puts an exorbitant <laughs> amount of mayonnaise on. I mean, I, I can't even hardly eat a burger. Wait, wait, around ma- him. mayonnaise on a burger? Yeah. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, not a fan of that. It's gross. It has to be or whatever ketchup it and is. mustard. I don't put mayonnaise on my burgers. No. Oh uh, no. So for me, one of these things is gravy. Gravy. I was scared to try gravy as a kid. Like white gravy, any gravy? Yeah, just, yeah. Any gravy? I was like, I don't want gravy. Because I, I equated it to ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise. Okay. And then finally I got to be about 13 or 14, and I tried some gravy on my biscuits and went, Holy what an idiot. Moly. I've been missing out on this my whole life. Oh, no. It's kind of the way I felt when I tried one of those chocolates yesterday. Or I think it may have been Monday afternoon. Because I saw Jimmy in there digging through them. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, he had like six of them in his hand. What? My I thought, goodness. well, these must be good. And they are good. If, so if you ever get a chance at those Ferrero, and I guess it's Rocher. 
R-O-C-H-E-R. I'm going to say it. I kind of have a rule. If you can't say it, don't eat it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't do that one. <laughs> so you liked it. Oh, my gosh. Go get one. You need to get one in the break. Go try it They're out. They're delicious. I'll try it. Coleslaw. Coleslaw, yeah. There are a whole bunch of things that when you were a kid, it you know, it was if it was good for you when you were a kid, you didn't See, like it. That's a bunch that a bunch of those things that turns out are pretty good are all good for you. Asparagus. I love asparagus now. But maybe it's because when I was a kid it came out of a can and not out of a garden. Right. Yeah. You know, fresh asparagus, you put that roast that or grill it. Grill it. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um Brussels sprouts. You like Brussels sprouts? Uh, Maybe I just like the bacon that we put in Brussels sprouts. <laughs> but I, you know, those it's funny still stuff a lot of green it, things. Yeah, a lot of greens. Yeah, if it was good for you when you were a kid, you you know, now you probably you like it. And and, it, and it, a large part of it is how it is prepared. You know, and like the texter said, who prepares it? <laughs> yeah, because I can imagine you can have some pretty bad chicken and dumplings if, if it's not yeah, right. Yeah, what if you're growing up and mom's <laughs> not making the meal right, and then you get married and you go, whoa, or, a lot better than mama's, but you don't tell mama that. You yeah, don't tell no, but that, that <laughs> what, what if it's the other way around, though? What if you grow up liking something and then your wife makes it and you go, well. Yeah. You know, there is a dessert. Turns out I used to like that. There is a dessert that my mom would always make me for my birthday. Always made it for me. And um, my wife, for the longest, longest time, up until my recent birthday, would not make it. What is that? Uh, it's it's like I call it cherry dessert. Um, it's like a layered thing with graham crackers and whipped cream and cherries, and you put it like and you just it's like almost like a like pie a cherry pie kind of cake. Yeah. There's no crust to it. It's just and there's you know, um, and I think and I'm I don't know this for a fact, but I think my wife was so scared of screwing it up and it not being tasting like mom exactly yeah. because I. I would look. That's how I look forward to that more than I did birthday presents. Like I get my cherry dessert for my birthday. Mom always made me that cherry dessert, and Allie had to find the recipe. And she, because uh, my mom, had, you know, passed away, and then she, my aunt, had it. Oh, okay. And she got the recipe, and she held on to it. And just recently, I mean, she doesn't make a lot, but she made it for my birthday. Uh, last July, and it was fantastic. It tasted just like Mom made it. I openly admit that when or if, or I mean, it's going to happen at some point. I hope, you know, it's just going to. There's going to be a point where my mother doesn't make the broccoli and rice casserole like Thanksgiving. Okay. And I probably, my wife has made made it, and it's good. But it may just be the nostalgia of it where it's just like, you know what, I'm probably not going to eat that. I understand. Probably not going to do it, I, even though it's hers is good. It's very good. Uh, some others have tried it in the family, like for Thanksgiving, just, and they they just don't get to do it anymore. <laughs> Here's the deal. This is some advice to our listeners. Ah, what Sam's wife makes a fantastic meatloaf. So does mine. Speaking of that, yeah, my wife. That kind of needs yeah, to be the. She makes good we've one. been talking about what to have. To. Uh, that you know, like, what have we not had in a little bit? That that should be it. If you're listening, honey, meatloaf. Advice to listeners: get those recipes from your mom. Yeah, I mean, get them, and in most, I mean, even if they're the ones that are handwritten, that came from her mom yes. or her grandma, you know, 
get those or you know secure them. Make sure you know where they're going. A lot of I mean, times they're, they're, they are very important. A lot of times you if you see the you see the really you can tell it's been around a while and it's old and it's got writing and it probably came from a grandma. Yeah. You know a word that's on there that a lot of people don't even know what it is now? What's that? Oleo. Oleo. You got to help me out. Especially if you're baking. Oleo. Is it a is it short for something? Is it an it's acronym? It's like butter. No, no. It's like butter. It's Okay. It's like margarine or? Yeah. But the oleo was the, I see that on like my grandma Ruthie's. Any recipes, their oleo is in almost every one of them. Or like old family cookbooks, you see oleo all over the place. Interesting. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, here we are we, again, 20 minutes in the show. We've talked nothing but food. I know. <laughs> that's that's pretty about par for and, the course. And here's why I started this, because <laughs> tonight we're going to have a meal. And I, I couldn't, I, when I got home last night and I saw that there was this ham in the, like thawing in the uh, kitchen sink. Oh, okay. I went, I know what this means. And this is a meal I did not like as a kid and I love as an adult. We're making beans. A pot of beans. And I cannot wait to get home and have beans and cornbread. Awesome. The only thing is, it's hard to be the cornbread maker around our house because there is an 11-year-old cornbread aficionado in his own mind that will judge you on your cornbread. He has no problem telling you that it's a little dry. (laughs) And so you know what we kind of did? Put him in charge of making it. You don't like it, you can make That's it. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So is he is he good at making the cornbread? He thinks he is. It's a little dry. <laughs> you tell him it's a little dry. He it might does. turn around and go, well, if you don't like it, you can make it. It doesn't matter if it's dry or not. I'm going to say, oh, yeah, Callie, a little dry there, bud. <laughs> you say it every time. <laughs> uh, catfish. Fried catfish. That's one I didn't like as a kid. I love it now. Yeah. that's Man, that sounds good. Good old fish fry. You mentioned cornbread. I thought of uh, hush puppies. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember we would go to Simon's Catch when I was when I was a kid, and all I would eat was just the hush puppies. I didn't, you know, my parents would be so mad. Oh, you can eat catfish. Eat up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't why I don't like it. What a novel concept that was all those years ago. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like, you can eat all, all the fish you want. What? You know, it turns out you never can eat quite as much as you think. Catfish is filling. The, the breading or something, it Well, it's probably the up. 400 hush puppies that you that eat before too. you start. Yeah, that too. Wise move by the Simons Yeah, they, there. they come out there and make sure the hush puppies are there for Get you. Get the beans and all that. Yep. It's like, man. Yep. I've, I've been with people. I've been with people. Are you guys going to eat some of these hush puppies? Like, nope, we're just waiting for the catfish. They're smart. That's that's doing it right. But, but catfish fills me up fast. You know, it, it's filling mm-hmm. for me. Like, uh, so pancakes. Oh, yeah. If I eat pancakes, it just fills me up <clears throat> fast. So when I eat breakfast and I have a pancakes, I wait for the last, because I don't want to eat those first and then not have enough room for bacon and eggs and whatever else is left. You like pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Wrong choice. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you go. Granny T. Granny Tucker makes a cast iron skillet goulash 
and fried okra, uh, okra that no one can duplicate. That is that, that does sounds, sound that sounds great. Phenomenal. Granny T's gonna be a hundred. Man, it sounds like the name of a restaurant. Like in a week and a half. Let's go to Granny T's, get some goulash. Uh oh, Sam says they don't make any money on me with the catfish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that does sound like something like you do. You don't say, hey, let's go to my mom's and have goulash. That seems like we're going over to grandma's. Yeah. Maybe I wonder if goulash will be gone or if it'll just be our kids saying going to grandma's for goulash. Do you have goulash? Not that I recall. I haven't had that in quite a while. Is there a dish? Remember last time. Is there something that you eat now, being married to Allie, that you never ate growing up? Like something that was a family staple in her family that you never really ate, and now you eat it? I'd have to think about that. I have to circle back. There is one for me. What is that? Shepherd's pie. Oh. So so that was a real test of the marriage you re, shepherd's pie doesn't what is shepherd's pie am i thinking of something different am I shepherd's thinking pie of, is kind of like hamburger stew topped with mashed potatoes oh that's not what i'm thinking of i'm thinking of something else that's from that's irish right that's ireland stuff yeah england something like that Hi, i'm thinking of haggis for some reason oh no good god we don't make haggis 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 no yeah. we don't make that i've seen that made on triple d yeah I, nope you don't see guy squirmish very often no he was like oh and he fed it to his son without telling what it is uh-huh. yeah oh here's one for taco soup you know that's something yeah you know we made a bunch of when i was a kid we had a bunch of uh, sandwiches seemed like we had sandwiches a lot different ty- you know like we don't really do that anymore yeah i i can't i mean my parents made a lot of a variety of things a you lot know we had stuff. a bunch as a kid that i don't eat, don't eat anymore Fish sticks. No. Did you ever had to eat fish sticks? Oh, of course. Yeah. We don't. That's not allowed in our house. I wonder if they're still good. Boy, I thought they were good when I was 10. <laughs> like pizza rolls. You have any pizza rolls anymore? Uh, Wyatt wanted to get pizza rolls the other day, and then I thought about it. That was a summer lunchtime staple. Oh, yeah. Pizza rolls, yes. Easy to make. Yeah. 10 minutes in the oven, bam, you got Done. pizza rolls. You're good to go. That and Super Nintendo, that was my summer. <laughs> good talk, good food. Now I'm hungry, thanks. Oh, chicken fries. Yeah. Oh, it's like those little deals. Chicken nuggets. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> we can always get the text line cranking when we talk when we about talk food. talk food, it goes crazy. All right, we'll hit high school basketball, I promise, when we get back. Ooh, stuffed ravioli. I would love it. You know what? That's one thing I wish I could add to my culinary repertoire is to make fresh Homemade pasta. Pasta? Ravioli stuff. I was when, as soon as I saw ravioli on the text line. Okay, so it's been years, a few years ago. Hopefully it's still there. My wife and I went over to uh, we weren't even married actually, I don't think. Maybe just married. No, I don't think we were. Anyway, Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. There's a place there. It's an Italian joint, Ermiliano's, and they the special was ravioli that night. Oh my gosh, good stuff. Uh, could not possibly recommend it enough. Like big old ravioli, big old yeah. ravioli. That's good, man. Good, it was good. good. It was good. All right, high school hoops last night. <clears throat> Back at it for about everybody. I know you guys weren't Canute uh, and Leedy. I think were the two Paragon teams that weren't back on the floor waiting on the tournaments coming up this week. 
Uh, I was down in Anadarko. That's a place that Elk City has not had much success since I've been uh, the voice of the Elks. I can only I, I can think of two wins. They were both boys uh, in the same year, actually, back uh, when Trent Llewellyn and, and Chipper Skelton and those guys were seniors. They went down there and won in the regular season and then also won in the first round of regionals and then played uh, Heritage Hall, who ended up in the state finals. They might have even won the state time. Actually, I think they might have been the only year Kingfisher hadn't won it uh, lately was that year, and uh, the Elks were right with them all the way through that regional title game. Uh, but other than that, Anadarko has not been a very kind place to Elk City, and quite frankly, it hadn't been very kind to anybody uh, no. with the success that yeah. Coach Zinn had with the Lady Warriors and, and you know, obviously Coach Shumpert down there for a long time too um, with the Warriors. So it's a tough place to play. Elkats fell behind, I think it was 15-3 early into the second quarter. And then next thing you know, it's 18-17 at halftime. They actually tied it up in the, into the third quarter at 21. And then the game completely changed on a play that people have probably seen. Uh, and Adarko was up three with the ball, and um, Jackson throws what, I don't know, a forearm shiver slash punch to, to Abby Joe's face, knocks her down. Abby looks at the ref, kind of holds her hands up like, did you not see that? And he tees her up. Next thing you know. Tees up Abby Joe, yeah, not, not the, the, the one, puncher. The, the player that got hit in the face, knocked to the floor. Two free throws are made, another score. Next thing you know, uh, it was 31-21, to 21, I think, a 10 nothing run. And that kind of was, was the end of Elk City having a chance to win. Burton, uh, Kalen Burton hit a three. <clears throat> With about three minutes left, it got Elk City inside of double digits. I think it got it down to eight maybe was the closest as the Elkettes got. But, you know, it's another one of those games where, you know, the Elkettes, good stretches and bad stretches. Um, the middle two quarters, they were really good. The bookend quarters, not so much. And, and it seems like it's – defense is always pretty good. There's just times where they struggle to score. Too many careless turnovers uh, and, and not keeping – you know, not not getting enough shots up, honestly, uh, throughout the game. So the Elkettes fall. Uh, they've had chances to beat some some ranked teams and some pretty high ranked teams in their first six games, and just ha- haven't been able, <clears throat> excuse me, to get over the hump yet and, and knock off one of those teams. Good news is the Hinton Invitational coming up. I think they've got a great chance to to, to be in the finals and, and have a chance to win the thing. Uh, when you look at what the bracket looks like, so uh, you know, with with the schedule that they play. In that Western Conference, I mean, if you look at the rankings, teams just littered up and down uh, the top 10 and, and even down into 15 or 16. I mean, number one, Bethany, number three, Tuttle, number four, Weatherford, number eight, Kingfisher, number nine, Anadarko last night. I mean, you know, those played some of those, still have some left over. But this is a point in the schedule here where maybe the Elkettes can start building some momentum and get back above 500. And playing good ball as uh, they had <clears throat> get headed into the playoffs. The Big Elks and Adarko just punched them in the face right off the bat, and they never could get back in it. Uh, it was fourteen nothing, uh, and Adarko <clears throat> got Braylon Owens and, and Raiden Churchill going early. Churchill was phenomenal all night long. He ended up with twenty seven, and it seemed like when the Elks would make a run and, and get back to you know seven, eight, nine down from fifteen or sixteen. It was always Churchill stopping that run with a bucket, either inside 
that got him loose. I know Elk City cut it to nine right at the right before half, like forty seconds left in the first half. And Churchill makes two threes to end the half. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, the, the 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 Elks just had trouble closing quarters. You know, they were down nine with two minutes to go in the third quarter. Next thing you know, you look up and you're down sixteen going into the fourth. So, you know, closing the quarters out, they played. You know, it was like all the hard work that they did for the first six or seven minutes of the quarter just evaporated in a minute and a half uh, with a couple of of uh, poor possessions offensively that led to baskets on the other end. So, uh, Anadarko won fifty nine forty one. The Elks bracket uh, a little bit tougher with number six Newcastle being on the same side, so that could be a potential semifinal in the Hinton Invitational uh, for the Big Elks. But uh, you know, some spurts a good play and some spurts are not very good play, and then not very good was too much uh, for either Elk City team to come back and win. Did you watch uh, anything last night? I know it's hard to when you got a night off, right? Because you're well. I mean, to I didn't have a night. Out. I got a. I I watched. Uh, a bunch of third graders played some, yeah. practice some basketball. But I was I was keeping tabs on. I mean, it, Hammond had no problem. The Hammond girls had no problem at Corn Bible Academy. Um, Hammond boys got their first win of the year, uh, taking down Corn Bible Academy. So for the first time all year, both Hammond boys and girls get a couple of wins at, on the same night. Um, uh, others went as expected. Arapo or Butler. Uh, taking down Sweetwater in both games. Um, I mean, the the matchups were a little uneven for both. Yeah, except for Cheyenne and Eric. Games. Cheyenne Th- and those Eric. Those were the close did, ones. Well, those were the close ones. What do you mm-hmm. got? What happened there? Cheyenne beat Eric girls 44-36, and Cheyenne won the boys' game in overtime 48-44. Anxious to see Frederick and what they can do coming up here uh, as they beat Hollis in both games last night. Uh, that could be – they're out there in Merritt, aren't they? They are. Um yeah. Saw them when they came to Canute, and Canute will actually return a trip uh, later this month. I believe it's this month uh, to Frederick. The, the boy, the girls were um, better than I expected. Uh, staying close with Canute, but Canute winning. The boys were. Uh, I, in my my assessment of of the Frederick boys was they are tall, long, athletic, couldn't shoot. Now but want, they were just <clears throat> fresh off the football field yeah, too. That's, so right. I think that they're getting they're 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 finding their way and um there's you know they're starting to play better basketball. So there is a potential uh without looking at the bracket matchup rematch for Canoe Boys in that one. And then of course like I said they'll go uh, down to Frederick later. Um but Frederick like I said when you're tall like I said long and athletic like watching them warm up you saw multiple guys get above the rim and dunk it with ease. And I thought this might be a long night, but then Canute had a really good shooting night that night. It, now, if Frederick can start hitting their shots and start playing a little better organized basketball, which takes time when, when you get into this organized sport, I they can be a good team. They could be a team you better be ready for. Yeah, interesting. I'm going to see them later. Uh, <clears throat> maybe at Altus there. they got Altus tournament. I wonder if that's the same one that Elk City's going to. So that could be – Short grass? No, 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 no. Is that Shortgrass? I don't know. There's a bunch of them down there. That oh, there way. is. There's tri, the Tri County. There's the, the Shortgrass. Um, tri Tri County. Tri County. Tri County. There's Shortgrass. I can't. And remember. then just the Altus tournament. Yeah. So I don't know which one that's going to be. Uh, let's let's look ahead though. Uh, with all these brackets and all the potential matchups, we got some juicy ones coming. Uh, not only in the in in with our schools, the Paragon schools, the schools also a couple outside of that. Uh, you mentioned out at Merritt that that girls bracket looks awesome. 
uh, with 2A number 7 merit uh, coming off the five-county tournament. They blew out Fort Cobb last night, uh, as you would expect. At some point, will you, if you kind of project ahead, it looks like it could be 2A number 7 merit against either Class A's number 10 Canute or 2A number 9 Hooker in the finals out there on Saturday night. That, uh, that's something to definitely look forward to uh, if you're looking for something to do on a Saturday night here in Elk City. You asked me to project what I think is going to happen. No, just I mean, <laughs> either way, it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, that's you know, no matter what yeah, happens gonna in the semifinal, final, you're going to get a good final. You're going to get a good final. And the merit tournament usually lines up like that. You're you're always looking towards merit on that Saturday night. It's like, what happened? Who who's playing? You know. So, and they've lined it up where you're going to get a good final finals. Yeah, Hooker two A number one number thirteen on the boys side. They're the only ranked team at the moment in that bracket, uh, but chances for some others to be able to to sneak in there. Um, you know, with Canute, Moreland, Frederick, as you mentioned, it seems like they've been playing better once they've gotten back onto the to the basketball floor. So that's uh, and there's always good games out there, man. I can remember when we were calling the games for Merritt on the boys side. It seemed like Hobart and Merritt. <clears throat> went into like three, like two or three straight years, triple overtime, double overtime type games out there at that Merritt Classic. Also, uh, some some opportunities, an opportunity for a really good boys final, and maybe even a an area final preview at the Oil Center Classic up in Woodward this week. On the boys side, Class B number four, Leedy, Class B number eight, Goodwell on opposite sides of that bracket. So maybe we get to see. Uh, get a get a little glimpse into what those matchups look like uh, with those two teams in the top eight at the moment, in that same building. In that same <laughs> building, I mean the whole the the whole shebang uh, could be a replay coming up at the end of February of what that might be with Leedy and Goodwell on the girls' side. Maybe the same thing. Arnett is the one seed. They're they're number eight in uh, in the, in Class B. Leedy at number twelve on the bottom of that bracket. So that could be uh, another. We saw that game a couple weeks ago. Maybe get to ch- get a glimpse of what Christmas break has done for those teams. Mm-hmm. See if Leedy can give Arnett a better game if those two teams do make it to the finals. And mention Hinton Warrior Classic. Listen, this is one of the this is one of the big ones if it transpires. Up at Hammond, there's the possibility Class B number one, Class B number three meet in the finals of the uh, in the girls championship game on Saturday afternoon at 4:20. Class B number 1 Lomega, Class B number 3 Hammond. We're talking about I mean that could be a, a state title game preview. Yeah. Up there in, in the Warrior Classic on Saturday. I, I mean that one yeah. it's it's hard to find a, a juicier matchup possibility across the state of Oklahoma on that Saturday. On, that on th- this coming Saturday than what that can be with Hammond and Lomega. That's what I said earlier a few days ago just wish there's ways to be in two places at once. So <laughs> that's a good one that could, be, like you said, a preview for the gold ball uh, if things shake out. Um, and, of course, Lamega good again. Hammond good again. I'm glad that they don't shy away or, or try to avoid each other in the season as far as either regular season matchup, like Hammond I know has ceiling on their on their schedule and, and then inviting Lamega to come to their tournament and and setting it up where we could see these games. You don't have to wait until playoffs. You don't have to wait until first week into March. It's fun for me. Oh, absolutely. And you don't get better by not playing each other, you know. So 
yeah, a lot of good tournaments this weekend. And a lot of questions could be answered. This is an important time. Now, next week, week after that, we'll see some more tournaments. Um, and then they that's then after that, I believe, is the final rankings. Mm-hmm. Then playoff pairings are uh, announced the 26th or 7th, something like that. Yeah, the, the, the last tournament week, which is two weeks from Thursday, it starts. That next Monday, the rankings lock. That's it. Last final ones. So this is a, an important time to, to have a good showing in these tournaments and take care of yeah. business in your regular season games. And 27th. Is, is the playoff the playoff pairings are pairings released. aren't released? Yes. So you're going to see a lot of frantic, as I describe it, basketball to try to get key wins, and it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Did you pull out the uh, Western equipment? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, over at Arapaho. Um, girls bracket looking at Arapaho, they'll take on Snyder. Um, they get the winner or loser of Cheyenne Raiden and Lakiba Sickles. Sarah's in the semifinals, yeah. Oh, that could be class A number eight, class B number six in the semifinals. Yeah, well, the other side of the bracket, you got Ampo, Amber Pocasset, and number Cordell, th- number three and two A, and you got Sarah and Southwest Covenant, uh, on that side of the bracket. Not sure how Sarah's doing this year. Southwest Covenant's a team at a Class A, I believe. Yeah, it's hard. To, sometimes certain. they're A, sometimes they're two A. Yeah. They're kind of they kind of bounce. Back Last and year forth. they were A. I remember uh, Canute going through them in the playoffs. The boys did, and the boys bracket: Rappo Butler with the one seed taking on Lakiba Sickles, Snyder and Ampo. Um, on that side of the bracket, Sayre and Cheyenne Raiden. Hey, listen, Cheyenne Raiden boys, that was a good win for them over Eric. Eric has a good team. Eric boys are, are okay. So that's a good win for Cheyenne. Keep an eye on Cheyenne. And Cordell boys and Southwest Covenant on, on the other side. Yeah, I would watch. I would be surprised if that but, but isn't. But Sayre, Sayre, Sayre still Sayre. ranked? Uh, they were 20 at one point, I think, on the boys' side. Watch that game. 2.30 p.m. Thursday. Yep. Sayre boys and Cheyenne. I, that could be a really good – that could be the game of the day. They've played. Have they? Sarah beat him forty to twenty, but that was clear back on December the second. See, I think Cheyenne's playing better ball. Um, both Sarah teams five and three after last night. I know Mossberg, Clayton Mossberg, big that big tall kid from over there. I bet I would be surprised if it's not Ampo and Sarah in the finals on the boys' side. No, 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 wait, Ampo, wait, 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 on no, the no. boys? No, 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 Arapaho and Sarah. I'm sorry. Okay. On the boys' side. Yeah. Girls' side, who knows? That could be fun. That's a lot of good teams in the girls' bracket. See, there you go. I mean, it's one of the cooler One week. of the cooler uh, prizes, I guess. It's not really a trophy, but the uh, prizes that the coach gets to take home, the winner of this Western Equipment Classic, a big John Deere tractor. It's like a toy, but oh, it's really? big. <laughs> I remember seeing them. Canute used to play in it. I remember the winning coach would walk. I mean, this thing is massive. And I think the coaches son or daughter's more excited about it than probably so <laughs> it's cool it's cool I, that'd be a cool thing to see in these tournaments you see them in bowl games right like well i'm not saying dump mayonnaise on the coach's head or anything but cool trophies 
Mm-hmm. You know, other, Talk than, about the, your other than the traditional just plaque type trophy, you know what? Uh, you know this one they give a they have a trophy, but if if memory serves, they could have changed it. They have a trophy, and they also give this big John Deere toy tractor. So that'd be cool to see other stuff like that given out. If I if I ever coach in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, I'm I, I am blowing that game on purpose. So you do. because there's no way I want mayonnaise <laughs> dumped on my head. I'm out. No, thank you. Yeah, that doesn't seem fun for me. No, I can't. I mean, that's like literally a nightmare scenario for me. And how long of a? I mean, the coach this year had a good idea. He wore one of those big novelty hats that's somehow cool now. Which looks ridiculous. So he had a good idea. It kept him out. It kept it out of his hair and off of his face and head. Which is gross. <laughs> just what if it got like in gross. your hair? Like how long of a? What shower if it got in your mouth? Oh, ugh. Ugh. yeah. Disgusting. All right, we'll keep you updated. Obviously, with the way these tournaments go. It's yeah. A lot of them start as soon as well. I know my game tomorrow, 10 a.m. See, so 10:30 oh, right. at Western Equipment. Yeah. A lot of... You're going to be on site. E, well, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we'll, 11 o'clock in Hinton. Yeah, it's a lot of times it's 10, 10 to 11. Yep. All right, Jared, we talked in the kind of the opener about possible topics. Yeah. We'll skip the NFL because we, on the text line, what is your Spencer Sanders theory? So to recap, there's starting to be just a little bit of buzz out there that Spencer Sanders may come back out of the portal and stay actually play his last year at Oklahoma State. Um, I don't know who he's going to throw it to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's yeah. been some guys leaving. Uh, but it does, at least there's a glimmer of a hope for Cowboys fans that it's a possibility that we might still see Spencer Sanders back there. And you said you had a theory as to what's going on. So what is your theory on Spencer Sanders. He put his name in the portal, which, you know, it means he's going to be re-recruited by a bunch of schools, including OSU, and maybe it was a bargaining chip or a, or a bluff that he was playing saying, I'll come back if you fire Casey Dunn. Oh, wow. I think that was the root of his frustration this season. Play calling, the offensive philosophy – I think that's a big part. I don't think it's money. I don't think it's NIL stuff. I think he he the open up the channels, the open up the communication, and he was putting his foot down, saying, "I want if he's the offensive coordinator, I'm going to stay in this portal. I'm going somewhere else. If you get rid of him, I'm I'm I'll come back to Stillwater." That's my theory. It's just a theory. Here's the problem with that theory, <clears throat> which unless I miss something. He's going to have to make his decision before Mike Gundy would. Of where he wants to go? Yeah. Yeah. So do we have a... Uh, do we have a, a look down down old Dusty Lane? <laughs> yeah. like a, it's, a, it's a standoff. Standoff. We, gotta we used to be able to call it something else, but tum- we probably shouldn't Tumbleweed. Anymore. Flying across the old road there. Well, if that's the case, he's going to lose it. You every got time. Sanders hand on his hip, looking right down at Gundy. Draw! Which actually, actually, maybe not because 
Would he be considered a graduate transfer? I don't know his status. I mean, it's so hard he, to figure these guys out because yeah. of COVID. Because it, it's so hard to know right. exactly where they are in their eligibility process. The guy that asked you that makes it. I don't disagree with this. And he says done is not the problem as much as everybody thinks the O line is brutal, and that is right. Yeah, there is no doubt that it's right. And when you when you have the conversation about Oklahoma State, it's funny because you and I off the air we didn't get there yesterday the day before but when you when you run the comparison with uh, Mike Gundy and his tenure at Oklahoma State and the way that everybody just assumes he's untouchable compare that to what happened at TCU oh I have yeah so TCU but TCU is the the good possibility yeah Nebraska (laughs) is the bad right now it's not like the Nebraska fired Tom Osborne. That's not what happened. But they've been kind of walking through the wilderness ever since, trying to to either replicate that and and as it turns out, ended up moving off of coaches that were better than the ones that they hired. TCU turned out to kind of have guys on campus that Sonny Dykes has now taken to the national title game when Gary Patterson was having a hard time getting winning seasons out of them since 2017. So it's pretty, uh, it's, it's like the cautionary tale, but the what's possible tale all at the same time. If that would be a move, I mean, I guess at least if you're an OSU fan and you're thinking about this, at least you look and go, well, that's possible. But I would caution that with a lot. Of the, I think there's way more examples of where it hasn't worked than there is where it has, like it has at TCU. But people tend to look at the immediate, uh, look at the success more the, the the lack thereof. If TCU somehow goes and upsets Georgia and wins this whole thing, you might get some pretty important people looking over at Gundy, a slow turn, look at him, go, see? Well, see what could happen if we make a coaching change? I'm, I'm just, it's it's hyperbole. It's, it's, re, it's, it's reactionary. I'm not know, just there. But it's, oh, yeah, it's everywhere. Absolutely. You don't think somebody ended up at Iowa and going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of some other long term, long tenured coaches. He's a great example. Gundy's a great example. There's, if you think about it, there's not a lot of guys have been in one place for a long time anymore. Yeah, because it is a more of a "what have you done for me lately" world we live in. Oh, and the ones that have, you're not firing. Yeah, a la Saban, Dabo. Yeah, no, you're not going to fire those guys. Yeah, it's another little theory that I just came up with that why Spencer Sanders could come out of the portal. Can't find a home anywhere else. Yeah, I find that hard to believe with the ridiculous quarterbacking in a lot of places. Yeah. I was wondering Surprise, if... Surprise, Wisconsin hasn't called him. Well, I was wondering <laughs> They're if They're taking they, everybody. Because of the Mike Yersich connection to Penn State, if if they weren't just waiting on that Rose Bowl game to happen. You know, you hear Auburn, you hear Mississippi State... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You hear those those names kind of surrounding him. 
but he hasn't landed anywhere. And your theory was the the done theory. Mine was, what are you going to give me to come back? The the money theory. Yeah, yeah. I can get this much from this school, this much from this school. All right, OSU. What can I get from you? Because here's the thing, and this is going to start happening more often, I think, with the the invention of the NIL and the, and the institution of it. There's a bunch of these guys that are kind of borderline draftable players, and I think that's what you could call him. He's a borderline draftable player. Mm-hmm. I mean, a Skylar Thompson can play in an NFL game, so can Spencer Sanders. But is there a possibility that you come back to school and you actually earn more than you would by going into the draft? Pro- probably. And I think I'm some sure are, certain scenarios are out there. I think like there's that. a bunch of these borderline guys that you might end up getting extra years out of in college that you never would have before. Because, quite frankly, they can make more money staying than they could risking the NFL draft waters. I can absolutely see that. So I wonder if that's not what's going on just a little bit here. It's funny you say that. There might be some real draftable players that say, like, say, in a Miami or L.A. market or something that go, I, think, I can make a lot more money here I think doing if anywhere. I play one more year. I mean, because, I mean, just in this state – there's guy. I mean, there's no guarantee for some of those guys that they'll. I mean, how many times have we seen a guy that talked about as a fourth or fifth rounder from OU or OSU, and you look up and he didn't even get drafted, and now he's trying to sign a, a undrafted free agent contract somewhere and try to get on with a, you know, to get into a camp or some OTAs, and you know, before you know it, you're like, man, what I wonder what I had with that guy. Well, he never even did anything. Instead, that guy has guaranteed money in Norman or Stillwater to play an extra year that they wouldn't have played before wanting to get out into the into the NFL draft. So as much as you know there's all the flashy money for the for the big time guys or supposed flashy money for the big time guys. I think this actually might work as a deterrent for some borderline good players deterred them from actually getting into the draft and coming back and, and maybe not even improving their draft stock as much as just making some money and getting to play an extra year of college football. And if things go right, yeah. it, it goes right, and you know then, then the other thing works. But you know, I, I think of like Drake Stoops as one of those guys in my mind. Yeah. You know, you're getting to that age where, gosh, even if you go, your NFL career, what's possible there is – shrunk down by a few years you know he's not changing much he's not getting taller he's probably not getting much faster you know he kind of is what he is and what he is is a borderline at best nfl player why not come back and play another year at ou and, and earn money that may not be there for you in the nfl right i think that's uh I don't know. It, it just it, feels like interesting. feels like everything revolves around money, right? Of course. It, and even if it does yeah. or doesn't, the conversation does right now, and, and especially in college football. You didn't watch any of the, the Under Armour game? Uh, no. I saw a lot of highlights. Listen, these all-star games, they're fun and, and whatnot. If I got absolutely nothing to do, yeah, maybe I'll sit down and watch it. But what, it started at 4 o'clock yesterday? I'm working. I'm so I saw a lot of highlights of OU players. There are a lot of them there. 
Jackson Arnold, namely, and in others. But saw a lot of uh, uh, PJ was there. But um, I mean, look promising. Adebowale. Adebowale. <clears throat> That's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna have to try that first name. That one. No. Adepoju. Adebowale. So where did P and J come from? Well, P J Poju. Poju. Adapoju. So just it's A D A P O J U. So you get P J out of that. I see. Listen, you're right. It's a game. It's probably, but whatever. That dude looks like a monster. Just the look of him. Like you, you know, you know how Bruce Feldman. You know him, the writer, yeah. football writer. Yeah. Every year he comes out with this list, the freaks list, and a lot of it is what you can do athletically. It doesn't even matter to football sometimes. Jumping out of a pool Jumping, or yeah, something. All that kind of stuff. PJ is the first guy in a while that OU might have one on the list. Hmm. Eventually. Maybe not right here off the bat, but eventually he might be one of those guys that's just a freak athlete. <laughs> Yogging. Yogging. Um, and if Arnold know, looks. He's clearly he, the best quarterback from yeah, everybody's assessment down there. He looks like he's ready for the next level. I was thinking about this on the drive-in. Does he, is he immediately I, – I honestly hope he gets to Norman and he stands on the sidelines for a season. Why? What if he's the best player? Yeah. Just a development aspect. Here's a question for everybody to ponder at this moment. And this will be the question for tomorrow to start out with. At this moment, with what we know, who is the best quarterback coming back in the Big 12 for next season? There's a lot of good ones coming in. But who's the best who's one? Who's the best one? Who's the best one? Coming back. It, who will be the preseason All-Big 12 quarterback of the ones? And I'm listen, I'm going to count Gabriel in because he's not in the portal. Everybody have a great Wednesday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.